Well, welcome to Hot Topic. Uh, I'm Pete G, and several months ago, you may remember, I played a couple of tracks from the Dave Fian band. Um, Dave's been very heavily involved in the music industry in Wellington for the past 50 years or so, and has been very influential over that time in helping a number of local artists get established. And uh, so I have him with me now. We thought it'd be a, uh, a be a good opportunity to go through some of the highlights of his uh, very extensive musical uh, career. So welcome to Hot Topic, Dave. It's really thank you. <laughs> very, very nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, finally, oh, I know we've had a couple of um, phone calls, and I think we've probably done three or four interviews <laughs> at least ah. <laughs> in that time. So it's really good to sit down with you now. So um, perhaps um, I could begin um, by asking how all this began. I believe it was quite young. How, how did you get into music? Um, having Welsh and Irish blood, I think, has is, is, is really helped. Um, the days where my, where my grandmother, who was on her own because my granddad um, died of... of mustard gas poisoning and shrapnel from the First World War and all the rest of it, when my dad was 15. We all used to go down, all the uncles and, and I had three uncles and three aunts, so it was a big family, and we'd go down to Marshall Street in Karori and we'd, we'd mow the lawns and we'd fix the house and paint the roof or whatever we were doing, and then Grandma would put on a big roast dinner, and we'd all, we'd all have that, and then we'd get round the piano afterwards and uh, my uncle Jack would be playing the piano and we would sing and sing and sing and mm. the, my earliest recollection of that was at about five or six we did that for many many years and then precisely at eight o'clock at night we would stop and the goon show would come in we'd <laughs> listen to the goon show yeah but that yeah. that sort of started me off and then the next thing was um <clears throat> excuse me going into um St Mary's Anglican in Karori as a member of the church choir, which all my brothers did as well. I've got three brothers as well, mm. so we're all musical. Mm. And mum and dad were both musical. They were both singers. They used to sing with Vern Clare and, oh, yes. and yes. Um, oh, God, I can't remember the names of the other people, Tony Norts and all the rest of it. So um, it was sort of natural for us to do singing and all the rest of it so my first my first concert I ever gave I was 10 and um, so that was at Karori school and um, school concert and I got up there and I forgot the words mm. to the Lord's Prayer of all things I forgot the words to mm. it and um, I, I had to very quietly ask the guy down the one of my mates down the front what's the words to the Lord's Prayer right she, our Father, I went, oh, that's right. right. Okay, well, now mean... I've had that problem for the rest of my life. Right. I still have problem with words. Oh, but okay. never mind, it's yeah. just part of, I don't know, yeah. the, the anxiety that I've, I right. still have when I'm, right. when I'm performing. Yeah. So that was it. At the age of 10, I, was, I already had at that stage three years of singing in church choirs. Mm. Then I became head chorister for the combined Anglican churches of of Wellington and I, I did that for a long time and then I got headhunted from there into the most unlikely of places, the New Zealand Opera Company. Oh, okay. And um, so I became a boy soprano for them <clears throat> until at the ripe old age of 15 um, 
I uh, my voice changed yeah. very rapidly, mm. and I went from singing soprano to singing bass. Wow! And and then they um, then they said to me, "Well, look, you know, do you want a career in in opera?" And I said, "No." By that stage, I'd bought a bass guitar and I was learning to play that. And I said, um, "No," I said, "because EMI have headhunted me. They heard me singing, and they want me to be a backing vocalist okay. in their studio." So I started doing that. That was in my teenage years, right? And um, so. I used to leave Wellington College, walk down to EMI Studios, do uh, backing vocals for oh, Alison Bourbon, Lee Grant, mm. um, oh, a number of others. Later on, Sharon O'Neill. There's countless people that I did mm. uh, the harmonies on, on their hits. So at one stage on the, on the, um, the top 20, I think I was on about six songs. Wow! You know, but I never got credited with anything. No, it's, it's typical, no. typical of the way yep. that the backing singers never sort of got acknowledged. Mm. You know, mm. and that was all right. Mm. And then I at Wellington College, I formed my first band, which was Us Five, which is a grammatical error, of course, but never mind. And uh, that was with uh, one Steve Robinson, who went on to be in Tambourine and a number of bands like that. And um, that was very short-lived because <laughs> we all failed our school cert the first year. Oh, right. So the parents said, no, nah, that's it. My mm. parents didn't. They said, mm. no, nah, you can carry on, you know. So we formed uh, Lost Soul with um, Steve Allen. Who oh, went yes, on, yes. Went yes. on to you know, great things. And um, we did that. And then later on I formed Tapestry with my brother Wayne and... Um, so we did tapestry for a long time, and then I got asked to join Roger Fox Big Band. Right. Uh, with Roger, who'd sort of come up through Quincy Conserve. Mm. At that stage, we were both playing Quincy's and Tapestry. We were both playing at the brand new in those days, Lion Tavern okay. in Molesworth Street. Yeah. And of course, that that had huge crowds going there mm. every night. Mm. We were playing every night of the week, mm. and twice on a Saturday. And, um, and running a daytime job? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was working for Union Shipping Group mm. in those days. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so it was, was pretty full on because oftentimes we would do a gig and then we'd hop on a bus, uh, some of Quincy's, some of my band and, and all the others in the Roger Fox big band, mm. hop on the bus, drive to Auckland, we'd get up there, uh, we'd try and sleep through the night, and you never can. You're always telling no, jokes no. and, you know, all the rest of it. And um, we'd get up there and we'd do a, a sauna and then we'd do a practice. We'd do our concert in Auckland and then we'd hop on the bus, drive back and go straight back to work again. And we used to do that countless times. And that mm. was to raise money, of course, to go to uh, Montreal Jazz Festival. Okay. Where yeah. we where we did that in nineteen eighty and nineteen eighty one, mm. where we represented New Zealand over there, mm. got standing mm. ovations and all the rest of it, and recorded two albums over there, which was which was very good. Cool. Yeah. yeah, my my first exposure <coughs> to meeting you, and this is really deja vu, actually, after um, what must now be twenty five years at least, um, and <laughs> I think I've mentioned this to you before, but um, you belong to a first Corey Scout group. Yeah, yeah, I and did. Um, and yeah. I was a Britannia Sea Scout, oh, and okay. we we the two scout groups got together and we did a gang show. Oh wow! 
And I, I really loved doing that. And that I shot. would have been, I probably would have been about nine, which would have made you about 10 or 11 at yep, that stage. Yep. And um, yeah, in fact, I have the photo at home of the group. And that was my first group. cross-dressing job. I had to wear a dress. Yeah, and same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I gave that away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might remember we did two um, two shows out at the um, the hall at um, Rongatai College. Is that where we did yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. uh, my my memory of that is a mm. bit hazy, but mm. I distinctly remember it, and I've got photos of it yes. as well somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. I loved doing that. Yeah. That was that was fun. So that's a that's a very very long time. And then of course uh, subsequent to that, you mentioned the Lion Tavern, and yes, um, Tapestry was one of our favourite groups that we used to go and see. And I can remember quite vividly, uh, it was back in the days of Paisley, and they had those horrible Paisley lights that oh, used yeah. to go round on the wall. I used to get really bad headaches with those. They're shocking. Yeah. They're absolutely shocking. They were really and um, you didn't <laughs> need to have been smoking some snuff to make you feel quite weird. No, it was quite funny because the the, the guys behind the bar used to say to me hey you haven't had your free beer tonight you know and i'd say oh, i don't want to mate why not well those lights are bad enough without drinking a beer they were to make terrible. it worse you know they were terrible yeah, if, you, if you were actually on the dance floor and you got quite close to that wall they seemed to almost absorb you into the wall yeah um yeah it was, <laughs> it was I, really freaky. i remember here's a little story i remember um backing steve gilpin because we we used to back a lot of artists, you know, Hayden Wood and Steve Gilpin and even Johnny Farnham and, and people like that. We'd heaps go through. We knew one every week. Mm. And um, and one night we were there and, and um, Steve had done his show and he got off the stage and he went over and they had big columns there. And I saw him hanging onto this column. And so I went over, we were having a break, and I went over and I said, you okay? And because uh, I knew him pretty well, he was a really nice guy. Yeah. And um, he said, "No, he said these lights are killing me." Mm. He said, "I've lost my balance and direction yep. and everything." Yeah, yeah. And yep. Uh, I said, "Oh hell yeah!" I said, "That's not good." We, we got him, got him a cab, got him back to where he was staying and all the rest yeah. of it. Yeah. And he was okay the next night. He had it sorted out because they used to do every night. Yeah. And um, it was a big gig for them, and it was yeah. a big gig for us too. You know. Yeah. Later on, um, the 1860 Royal Tavern. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And um, I can remember uh, that. I mean, the the two places, the Lion Tavern, perhaps a little bit earlier for me, but certainly the 1860 um, yeah, became and, and the probably the most um, sought after place to be seen, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And of course, um, I, you mentioned Roger Fox, uh, the 1860 big band, I think. was 1860 band, yeah. yeah and yeah. then Roger Fox big band, would, we would that's play there came on along the weekends. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's when I would sing there. And sometimes I'd guest sing with the 1860 band as well. Right, right. And uh, that was fun. That was, that was good. That was a very, very good band. Yeah. Had the two Winch boys who both passed now, unfortunately. Mm. And Jeff Colverwell and Peter Blake. Uh, Jeff Colville's up on the Kapiti Coast, or maybe he's in round Otaki Way. He's mm. a horse whisperer okay. now, but he still, oh, plays, yes, yes, he still yes. plays jazz. Right, and um, he is one of the finest flugelhorn players mm. I've mm. I've ever heard. Really, really Did good. you, um, as a band, um, ever play at the Downtown Club? All the time in in the Lost Soul, yeah. and and a little bit in Tapestry. Okay, um, I was a very good friend of Malcolm Heyman's. Yes, and when Malcolm was starting to get very ill because he mm. had um, mm. 
terrible, terrible health problems, yeah. um, was when he was running Captain Custard, which was after Quincy Conserve. Yeah. And so he rang me up and he said, you know all those favours I did for you when, when we were taking a break and I, I put you in the downtown club and all the rest mm, of it, mm. and they loved you? And I said, yeah. He said, I'm really sick, mate. Can mm. you come and be Captain Custard for me? Come and sing. So I would do my gig, which at that stage I was with Raw Deal, Mm. And then we'd finish my gig, and then I'd go and do his okay. gig at the Royal yeah. Tavern. Yeah, and um, that was that was interesting, and it was was fun, and it was it was very sad at the same time. Yes, yeah, you know, because poor old Malcolm, he passed, and we did a concert for him um, at a, a restaurant whose name I cannot remember, but it mm. was owned by the guy that used to own the downtown club. Okay. Yeah. And um, so everything comes full circle. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the um, as far as the music goes, one of the things at for me at that particular time, and it stuck with me till today actually, yeah. is um, the big band sound of Chicago. Oh yeah. And I mean, I've never actually heard anything quite like it. And of course, um, the um, Quincy Conserve. Um, they, I mean, in some in some of the songs that they did for me personally, they did better renditions than Chicago did of their yeah. own songs. Um, it was something about, I mean, Malcolm for a little wee short guy yeah, was yeah. incredibly um, vibrant and just had a way oh, yeah, of great voice. He he dragged the very best out of his band, yeah, you know, and voice. and it was something to um, to actually just marvel at. Uh, and it, it was really quite incredible. It was actually, quite funny because he, they were doing a lot of Chicago stuff. We were doing Blood, Sweat, and Tears stuff in, in Tapestry because we both had seven-piece bands. Yeah. And we were doing um, Blood, Sweat, and Tears stuff and Average White Band and Tower of Power. And when the two, the bulk of the two bands got together and 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 formed Roger Fox Big Band. Mm. Um, with a lot of members of the, I think it was the Mana uh, Brass Band. Yeah. And oh, Roger got people from everywhere, and it was, mm. was really great. Mm. We, we actually ended up with a pretty good sound. Mm. And um, which when we went to Montreal, uh, we were invited to go to, to do the Montreal Jazz Festival, which is pretty much the most famous jazz festival in the yeah. world in Switzerland. We did that in 80 and 81. Um, we bought the house down. Mm. We um, we were commissioned by, uh, I think it's Creative New Zealand now, I can't remember what it was called yes. before, mm. and uh, we did a, um, a, a, a thing called the Montreal Suite. Um, Peter Blake wrote a third of it, um, Rob Winch wrote a third of it, and I wrote the other third okay. of it. Okay. And mm. um, we got a standing ovation for that. Mm. And... Um, from there we went on and we played, we recorded an album in New York and then we went and played a number of places, top places in LA. Nice. Um, and we were, we were so popular that we got invited back the next year. And then we did a tour of Poland. Oh yeah. We played in um, Ronnie Scott's. Mm. So I've sung in Ronnie Scott's, that was interesting. It was so hot there I got a major asthma attack. Um, and that was sort of the start of it so i've sung all around the world now yeah, yeah. i've been lucky enough i've even sung in in havana with the um buena vista social club <laughs> and that was that was fun that was in about yeah. 2000 and 
2009, I think it was, 2007. You brought back a good haul of Havana cigars, did you? Uh, well, I don't smoke, so okay. no, no yeah. I bought back the T-shirt. <laughs> right, I right. brought back a lot of percussion instruments because oh, okay. they make the most beautiful right. percussion instruments okay. over there. Because yeah. I, I still play percussion. I still yeah. like doing yeah. that. Although my son, Sean, in my band now, he, he does most of the percussion work. Right, right. But, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, numerous performances. Well, we've just sort of um, followed on, on those. <laughs> yeah. but, the, but the other thing too, and um, once again, I'll thank you personally. You sent me some albums um, that yeah. you put together over recent times. And actually, um, we're not quite there as far as uh, time is concerned, but I would like you to pick a track off one of those and we'll go out on that at the end of the show if you'd like to give me an idea of something that you that Ooh. you really think would fit the bill? I, I actually think um, a song off the most recent album, which is number five, because yes. I couldn't think of anything else to call it, right. um, Conversations. is It's written by myself and Moray Bevan, who was, and still is, one of my singing students, but happens to be a really good songwriter. Yep. His dad was Maori All Black captain and just passed recently. Okay. Uh, Moray writes very, very well, and I love this song. And the reason I like it so much is because it's quite laid back, and and it's got flugelhorn in it, and and um, it's it's just got some lovely various different things happening. It's got some nice harmonies and yeah. things. So yeah, it's nice and cruisy. Oh, that's great. Right. So as regards to um, you right now, I, I know that you're recovering from a bit of um, a bit of surgery from an old um, <laughs> war injury, shall we say, <laughs> yeah. from many, many years ago. Yeah. But um, what's, uh, what's in the pipeline for the band coming up? Um, well, we were hoping to do another singers concert, like we haven't touched on, but I, I teach a lot of singers. Mm. Um, and I also have four other tutors around the area and they all operate their own businesses but underneath the flagship of Tapestry Music yeah. and um, we put on two singers concerts every year mm. and uh, at Jack Hackett's in, in uh, Wellington yeah. and um, unfortunately COVID has sort of yeah. mucked things up a little bit so uh, we're hoping to do one at the end of November I somehow don't think that's going to happen mm. I don't think we'll be at level one at that stage. That's just my personal yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll probably end up doing it in April, something mm. like that. Mm. So um, nothing really, <laughs> um, except that what we're doing is uh, we started during level two last year, mm. we started recording number six. Okay. And uh, we've put down 14 tracks so far um, of that. There's eight originals, yeah. uh, mostly written by myself and and Moray. Yes. Um, some have had uh, uh, we've co-opted in uh, Andy Malfour, our guitarist, or Phil Hornblow, um, our keyboard player, or yeah. Sean, my son, on yeah. on percussion. So we're sort of going through that at the moment. Yeah. In between my my two operations on my nose, yeah. um, I went in and, and did eight vocal tracks, right. which sounded, I was really happy with them, mm. whereas I hadn't been because of the problems. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. So that worked out pretty good. So we're going to go in, if we can't play, mm. we'll play in the studio good. and we'll get that ready, hopefully for release next year. But I have got no, um, 
I've not put any dates or anything on no. it. The last one, number five, mm. I had I was determined to put that out for my seventieth birthday. Right. And right. the really good thing about that was I was I was delighted with how it turned out mm. and it got onto the charts. And it actually got up to number ten on the um, on the New Zealand album charts. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was a bit of a um, a bit of a coup, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. It, and it stayed there for seven weeks. Wow, I was, I was really happy with Excellent. that. Yeah. So I was up against six sixty and and a, a few others. And yeah. the funny thing about it was, I've got a um, when I was teaching at Fitirea, teaching at the music course there, one of my top students was Tony Huata. And uh, it was really funny because she and I put out albums at the same time. Mm. And so there'd be emails going between us. I've beaten you this week. No, you haven't. Oh, I've got, you know, yeah, it was so funny. We were yeah. both on the charts at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And there she is. She's about 35 mm. and I'm and I'm 70. So the, 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 the tutor mm. and the student and we were both competing yeah. with each other. <laughs> well, that's excellent, Dave. Well, once again, I'm really pleased that we've, um, we've met... Um, in the flesh, so to speak, and um, thoroughly enjoyed it as I knew I would. And um, I was wondering when I was um, putting some notes down about this um, yesterday, a career spanning such an incredible amount of time, how was it going to get it all in there? And of course, the answer is I couldn't. Um, <laughs> but we've had a pretty good pricey of it. And uh, yeah. once, once again, thank you very much for the opportunity. That's all right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Conversations, conversations that 
Uh, Dave Fian from the Dave Fian Band in Wellington talking about his very long musical career spanning some 50 something years, in fact longer 60. Um, so that's our show for this week, next week uh, we'll be catching up with the boys out at O'Reilly Motors in Lower Hutt that's um, Elliot and Simon O'Reilly, uh, Digby and I will be talking to them about their amazing array of cars on sale out there so as I say, that's our show for this week. Catch you back here at the same time next week. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.